Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 70 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we have a bumper episode. We have two fantastic guests, two men who enjoyed great success at the weekend. We will be speaking to leash trainer, Karen Ramsbottom, a man that um, had three fabulous winners at Shelburne Park at the weekend. And we'll also catch up with owner Willie Rigney, who's still on cloud nine after the fabulous winning performance of all about Ted on one of Saturday night's features. We're going to say hello to a man now that enjoyed a fabulous weekend at the Winter Racing Festival and that is County Leash Trainer Carl Ramsbottom. So it's hello to you Carl and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No problem. How are you Barry? Very well Carl. Um, I know I suppose look from, from speaking to you in the past uh, these big occasions like the uh, Winter Racing Festival uh, they mean a lot to you. To do Barry, yes. You look, it's you know, it's, it's coming at the end of the year and a, and a fine festival like that, the Winter Racing or Formula United Stars. You know, it's great to have runners on these nights and and, and at the big nights uh, for the owners and everyone and for ourselves. So, um, you know, just to participate in these big nights, it, it, we, we we love it and you we kind of we, we aim at near the end of the year to have have as many as we can on the big nights. You know, so it's great to get them out and get runners and get winners in as a bonus. That's exactly it, and I suppose we, we'll start with uh, Friday night because uh, you were on the score sheet early, got off to a flying start there, winning the Talking Dogs A1 5-5 final. Uh, juggernaut putting on a fine performance to win in 28-67. He's owned by James and John Wright. Um, so just tell us a bit about that dog, and I'm sure you were absolutely thrilled with that success. Yeah, look, he's a nice dog. He's a young dog, Barry. He's only in April 20, well, so he's not two till next April. And, you know, he's a big, big, enough, big enough dog, 78, 39 pound weight. And still very puppish, Barry. He hasn't caught it out yet and just still keep little dog at home and just, just, just puppish still himself. So, look, we started him off in Kilkenny, won his first in Kilkenny and went to Dublin with him and to win a couple in Dublin there. So, look, he was in that little little stake. We actually had two in the, in the final. Another dog, Vanderbilt, he was the favourite. And my second dog, Juggernaut, was the outsider. But, look, he's a dog with good early pace and he got out, got out struck well and got, got away in front. And, Look at it when he was on front, you know, he's, he's a good little dog and I think could be more to come from from next year, Barry, you know, but he's a nice dog and James and John Wright, two guys from the UK there, they were meant to come over, obviously, just with the new restrictions, they didn't, they didn't get over, unfortunately, but they were, you know, they were delighted, they were watching on Bark and Buzz and they watched RGB TV Saturday night, so life for the two boys in England to, to, to have a winner on one of the big nights. Brilliant stuff, and I suppose look, you're you're a regular on RPG TV um, at this stage, Car. Look, I suppose um, it, we're very lucky to have it. It's a fantastic production, and I suppose it, it's kind of mixed in well with you know like um, all the previews and you know the reviews that um, Greyhound Race in Ireland have been putting on over the last couple of months. It really is our sport is getting uh, you know fabulous attention and, and and always a great watch. Whatever you're watching, absolutely super coverage, Barry. You know super coverage for people to, at home can sit down and watch watch the race and their Saturday night RGB TV just I had a local syndicate at home there that never involved in Greyhounds at all and last year during lockdown when they were covering they got watching it at home and they got it out together and you know they all lined up they all lined up in the local pub there Saturday night and, and watched the race and, and live on telly you know and they had their few bets during the day and, and, and delighted with it and then as a result of that they have a dog I have a syndicate dog with them now and looking to get a second dog so like just only for their coverage of RGB TV these guys wouldn't have had the dog they have no connection to dogs whatsoever they bring their wives girlfriends with them there when he was running he ran actually Saturday Friday night in Dublin there and, and you know the boss 12 or 14 with them and and likes of these people wouldn't be involved as I said only for RGB TV and the coverage yourselves do and social media and everything like that they're, they're, they're following it the whole time and they're 
they're, they've got bitten by the bug now, so they're new people into the game, and that's what we kind of need, you know. Yeah, and I suppose one thing I've kind of noticed myself, we'll say, over over the last year or two, whether it's um, you know, someone f- um, interviewing yourself at a, at a track at Shelburne Park and putting it up on social media, or whether it's on Racing Post, Greyhound TV, or Greyhound Racing Ireland, or stuff like that with the podcasts and stuff. I think all the the trainers now are you know so well known, not just here in in Ireland, but across in, in the UK, because you'll be sitting down listening to an interview, and you can say like, "Oh, that's Carl Ram's bottom," and if you see him at a track, you you you'd nearly be saying, "Hi." how's it going exactly yeah oh no definitely Barry like the social media end of it has done super work you know with, with, with promoting the sport and getting people you know interested and following as you say following the different trainers you know as I said to you back to the guys again the, the, the local syndicate the Kuma Kua is the name of the dog the uh, Thirsty Seven is the name of the syndicate there's seven of them involved with their wives and girlfriends as well go like they're they're ringing me and out to them saying oh I see Graham Holland there's a couple of runners and he's good training with dogs or vice versa whoever, whoever they're watching and, and you know, they're, they're, they're following it now and they're on the GRI web, uh, website as well and they're checking up these different things and, and, and you know, it's, it's just totally true that I said the power of social media has got these guys involved. And that's just one example I'm just taking that, I, that I, I'm aware of, you know what I mean, that people have got involved and it's only through the social media and the coverage on RGBTV that have got into the game and, and, and you know, it's super to see, as I said, there's people outside the industry we, we have bought in because of this, you know, as I said, they, they wouldn't, they, they have no knowledge of Greyhounds before this and now, you know, they're, 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 they're telling their friends and their, their work colleagues or whatever, and, and, and you know, they've, they've said to me, but I look out for a second dog from now, which is super, you know. Yeah, it sure is. Look, and uh, we're wishing them the, the very best of, of luck going forward. We'll we'll turn our attentions to Saturday night now because I know a lot of people were fancying that Caron Tool um, in the opening race, a well-named Greyhound. And I suppose when it even came down to a five-runner affair, I'm sure people were even fancying it more. He's such a powerful performer. And, you know, he put it all together again on Saturday night there. He did, yeah. But again, he's a young dog. He's a January 2012 you know, big enough dog as well. Um, we bought him there during the summer over trial in Shelburne and um, from Dick Fitzgerald there uh, down south. And he, um, you know, it took him a little while to settle in. We started him off in the race in Watford and that's a good dog, two in a row. Um, won this, we were third in the final of that. And look, we went to Shelburne and he hadn't been trapping in Shelburne, but he was doing good clocks for us at home and in Kilkenny. And we, you know, Gavin John's the owner, as I said, he was there. Thank God he was there Saturday night, came over for the weekend. He was a big coursing man and um, he was there to see the dog. And, and you know, we fancied him. We quite fancy him at a big price now his race caught up a little bit with the two dogs coming out would probably give him a better chance but look he's a dog he's a dog probably again for next year with plenty of early pace and, and as I said when he turned close enough to Pat Buckley's dog we know he's very strong down the back and, and he, he gets out the trip well so we were, we were quite confident with him at, you know he was 3 or 4 to 1 there in the night so the, the price was there was a bit of value there to be got with him you know yeah, there sure was. Look, another cracking prospect um, for next year. It was great to see him win the, win the opener, the Boyle Sports Puppy 525 and 28.49. And I think the race of the night um, on Saturday night uh, was a race that you were involved in and I suppose lucky enough to come out and win. It was the thank you to the Night of Stars Committee AO550. I know you get favourable mention on Racing Post Greyhound TV about your uh, brilliant, deadly destroyer. Uh, he was well back, sent off at 7-4 and you know he duly obliged with another you know powerful performance to win in 2964 that really I suppose was the icing on the cake for the weekend it was Barry look I was delighted for the dog especially you know to, to, to finish off the year with, with getting a big one we had a good year with him like he won the champion 550 but we hit the crossbar and a few other stakes with him during the year and um, you know he was odds on favour to win the champion stakes things didn't go didn't, didn't go for him that night and um, to get him back look the, probably the little advantage we had Saturday night was you know we had to have two or three races around Shelburne the last couple of weeks for the other dogs Pat 
Pat's dog and Shane, the Ballymac dog and, and, and Graham Holland's dog in one, the good dog in one, had been campaigned that were all in the final of the, of the Ledger and Limerick. So that straight back up to Shelburne for a race is probably not easy things to do at times. Um, whereas our fella had, had the few races around it there. He got knocked out the first round of the Ledger so we could concentrate back on Shelburne and gear him for the, for, for, for the Winter Festival. And look, it's a light. He ran well. He had to run well, as I said. I mean, to be after the Rob Constant, you know, Park Lake put up him the whole way to the first bend down the back. Every, he was running all over him into the third bend. And, you know, just maybe like I just cut the bend on him and, and came back at him again and lent in it. But super race. It was, that was, it was super dogs in that race. He, looking back at the replay Sunday and I just see Tom Boogie's dog in six. Tom Boogie's dog was under tails going into the bend, catch me flying and, and, and got a good bit of trouble to the bend. Like, would be very close, Tom's dog. He's a strong runner, catch me flying if he'd get around. He, he was actually, looked to me, a very lucky dog in the race. So, look, the luck was with us on the night. We got the rope in the green and, you know, thank God we're delighted to have it and, 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 and it was a great to finish off, as you said, the, the, the weekend we, we, we did Stryer, especially for the dog, as I said. I think the dog deserved it and, and delighted for him and delighted again for the owner, Gary Hannon. Good man, puts a lot into the game, you know. Yeah, that's right. I know he sponsored the stake recently in, in Kilkenny, so look, it's great to see, um, you know, these, these lads getting the success that they deserve, putting their hands in their pocket, you know, people would be delighted from. Exactly, Barry, you know, I mean, like as I said, I, I always say, you know, these guys are buying these dogs and, and paying the big money for the dogs, you know, they're the men that, that you'd love to see get success. There's plenty of them out there and, and, you know, my job is just to train the dog but as I said, Gary's a man that, that digs deep into his pockets and buys these dogs and, and you know, it's brilliant to see him getting rewarded on, on the big stage and the big nights. That's, that's pretty all I love this, to, to, to be winning. Shelburne Park is the place to run these dogs on the big nights and, and, and to win, as I said earlier on, it, it's a bonus. So, look, everything went super and delighted, you know, we had a great night there. My family, my wife was with me on the night, Linda, and we, we, you know, we had a great night and, 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 and Done a little bit of celebrating again on Sunday, so we're we're we're, we're back to the grindstone now, Barry. <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, you have to make the most of the, of these nights, and uh, I was just going to say that I'm sure the mood on the camp um, is extremely good at the moment. Very good, Barry. Yeah, you know, nice near Christmas to get 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 them once to finish off the year. As I said, you know, this time of the year with the with the winter festival is great. It's a great thing to have at the end of the year and fair juice to everybody, Shelburne and GRI for putting on the, a great spectacle and and. and great sponsorship on the night and which you know it's great to see as I said and, and, and it's something to look forward to at the end of the year and, and, and give us all the lift to get us over get us over the winter we're having a tough time everybody for the last year and a half nearly heading two years now and, and, and you know the, the dogs have kept everybody I know for ourselves anyway, kept, kept us going kept, kept us kept us tipping along and keep keep keep, keep the head up when you, when, you, when you have something to look forward to like dogs like that good nights you know it keeps you going during, 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 the, during the hard time Very well said and uh, final question Carol a lot to look forward to uh, for next year yeah, look, a nice year, Barry. We'll, 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 we won't run too many now over the winter there. We'll, we'll, we'll give, give them a well-earned break now and we'll start back there maybe in February or whatever and, 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 and get going again. There are a nice few young dogs in there again. So, so we look forward to 2022 and hopefully we'll have, have a bit of a success. Well, Carol, look, it's always um, great to uh, hear your thoughts. We appreciate you uh, joining us on the podcast. We wish yourself and all your family a, a very happy and peaceful Christmas and uh, no doubt we'll catch up again in the new year. No bother, and same to yourself, Barry, and keep the good work up. You're doing great work there yourself on, on, on the coverage and everything, and well, much appreciated, so keep, keep, keep the work, good work up. Now we're going to say hello to a man that is well-known in Greyhound circles. He tells me he hails from County Offaly, but he's based in County Tipperary. That is Willie Rigney. Willie, many thanks uh, for joining us on the podcast. No, no bother, thanks very much, and thanks for having me. So how did you end up in Tipperary, Willie? Uh, my roots, my father's roots, and my uncle. And fortunate enough, an, an uncle here left me a farm here, and I, I, that's how I happened to be out here. Oh, very good. So, like, you're 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 surrounded by um so many talented uh, greyhound trainers and greyhound people in Tipperary. It's uh it's a big county uh, with greyhound people. 
Days, yeah, where I live here in Rackhabinger, it's only a stone's throw from where the great Jeremy Ken and Bursa Kane operated out of, and he probably would have been one of my idols when I was growing up, you know? Brilliant stuff. So I suppose, look, we, we'll talk about that big success on, on, on Saturday night shortly, but just take us back, maybe your earliest memories of Greyhound racing and how you developed the love for the sport. Actually, love for the sport, I haven't, don't know anything else but to have them since I was a kid. My uncle and late uncle and, and late father, we had dogs like like everybody. Um, and there was always a, a brood bitch around the place and they were bred. Nothing of significance. And of course, that time, there was a big mixture of track and course. And then, like, like the lads of our era, I remember sitting in the back of the car with two or three dogs going racing, you know. And of course, um, you know, so many great people involved in the sport over the years. Ah, yeah, fabulous people there. Like, my early childhood uh, memories it would be of, of Ger in his heyday Jeremy, Jeremy McKenna and Mickey Murray um, you know top, top, Paddy, Paddy Keane like you know there, there was some top trainers out there lots, lots of top trainers out there and there's a lot more dogs probably around that time sure every every household nearly had a, had a dog or a brood bitch you know but um, there, there were great times of there were kind of country meetings and sure thanks, thankfully with the Celtic Tiger and that things were taken out from under the ditch of it as well and I think the, the game is, is a lot uh, better for it yeah, sure is. Look, and I suppose we're all familiar, I suppose, with, with, with your grounds that um, you, you've been involved in ownership in recent years. Were, were you always in, involved in ownership back in the early days? Yeah, I, I, well, I said we used to breed, and then uh, through one thing or another, my father and uncle died, died young enough, and, and I kind of moved away from it a bit. And the late Frank O'Connell used to be on the board, we'd, we'd buddy a bit around together. And um, I used to buy a few pups and, and rear them, and. and, and um, raced them and I had dogs I suppose originally when I went putting dogs with trainers uh, the first trainer would have put them it was on the over the road for me as well here was Tony Sahi Tony Senior and I had him with Tony Junior as well while I had a licence and we had good success so I used to buy um, a few a few pups and ended up inadvertently because of that buying a dog and a bitch with two nice brood bitches at the time all about rhythm and all about style and they were breeding well enough and in the days when the Celtic Tiger was around when you could keep a few I had had a few dogs with um as well with Parry Campion and with Eddie Dunn and um, Ray McCarrick, you know. So that's that's what I had, and just good, good enough success with them, I'd be honest you, but, you know, not to the level there I have them at present, I'd have to say, you know. Very good, and um, I suppose uh, well-known for, for your, your work with Gain as well, and, of course, uh, Gain have been fantastic supporters of Greyhound Racing over the years. Ah, uh, yeah, inadvertently through that, then, about 15, 16 years ago, I, I, I joined Gain, I'd be... Basically, my, 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 my background would be more in the livestock business and, and uh, at the auctioneering and that. But I joined I Gain, and through that, then I suppose rubbed shoulders with a lot of people and got connection with a lot of good dogs and well bred dogs. And I said I was buying in pups, and, and uh, it has been enjoyable for the last number of years there. Met, met, met the best and, 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 and all the rest, I put it that way as well, like, you know, and has been very, very good, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, and uh, you've built up a, a, a great association with Peter Crone and a master trainer. Yeah, probably a yeah, master trainer. Probably through um, again, more or less through gain. I suppose that I, I met Peter initially, and I hadn't dogs with him for a couple of years. And then the first dog I had with him was all about you, and we, that kicked off to got the wheel rolling. Uh, he won the Texas Lot, and um, from there on, I constantly have two, three, four dogs with him the whole time. And I suppose we, we yeah we developed a good relationship and we we kind of ended up buddies besides training as well like you know. And we were were I suppose the the dog at the moment was was all about Ted. He brought you on a terrific journey. Just looking back on the the, the Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby, of course, which uh, came to a conclusion in September. You must have been the happiest man in Shelburne Park there for a number of weeks. 
I was absolutely delighted. It's a, it's a dream come true. It's a, just a, a, a beautiful trip the whole way through. You know, I have great memories of it and cherished memories of it. I'd have to say for any experience, it, it, it would enthuse anyone. Like, I started from the bottom, I came up along, got goody stogs, goody stogs, clicked Ted, um, and had a great run. The only part of the derby I didn't enjoy it, I'd have to say it out straight, uh, for any experience, was the couple of days previous to the, to the semi-final. I kind of knew we should, knew we could, but had to do it at the same time, if you know what I mean. And I didn't want to fall at the last hurdle, like, you know. But thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And even five minutes before the, the final, my wife said to me, you know, I said, how are you feeling now? I said, I don't want to stop. I want to for another week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And, you know, one thing I, I suppose that I, I've often noticed about um, Peter Cronin is just the way he campaigns his grounds. I think he campaigns them absolutely perfect. Um, you know, that dog all about Ted was, I think, a real eye catcher at maybe that Winter Racing Festival there one year, you know, aimed him at the English Greyhound Derby and then onto the Irish Greyhound Derby. You know, the man clearly knows what he's doing. He does. No, listen, he's an ultra-professional and, and it's great to have a dog with him that we talk it through, right? And uh, it doesn't always have to be his way or whatever. And, and I've had, with, with trainers or with people, you know what I mean, to be very obstinate or thinking. Uh, Peter is flexible to a, to a point if, if you're making sense with him and we talk things through. Where Ted came up initially was we, we owned the mother and neighbour between us. I bought her and then Peter Dabbling and an odd dog between us. You see, they're an odd partner between us. And uh, he bought into her. And we keep the litter looking for Caesar and looking in it and it looks like she's going to breed him pretty well because the first litter was that litter Ted's litter was very very good six open class on it so in an nest at the schooling stage he said to me listen there looks to be there was two actually another little dog that that's unfortunately I got good money went to England but did a stopper bone afterwards on any lint or too often so at that stage he says look out, out of the bundle there's really two that we'll probably be keeping and only for and he would have been kept that other dog as well only for um, probably Covid you know and um we, he had him picked straight away and uh, we came along then and the first night above in Shelburne he won 28-36 and we put him in then to the um, I suppose what we call it the National Puppy Stake and he won his round of that as well and then just made a, made a bag of things in the second round so after that then uh, like we are basically we were leaving him up because being a Kinloch Bray he was kind of I won't say a lanky dog but he needs to fill into himself then Peter reckon he needs a bit of time and he says you know it'll be Kirby that's what, after the chat, it'll be Kirby, English Derby, Irish Derby, all God willing and everything staying sound, like, you know. And he kept to that ca- campaign and kept him to that routine. And to be honest with you, he's only coming right when he got knocked out of English Derby. Um, being a wide, I suppose, Limerick didn't overly suit him, even though he led the winner um, in in, in uh, the, the second round, but that, 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 that whole bar, the first bend. But um, we went to England then, and he got knocked out in the quarter one by no less than Bally Mac Fair one. And we went back then. He won the invitation stake there. We said, we have to go back. And we had a good night that night now at a price. And um, then we, when we got, after that, we left him up. And we went into Irish Derby. And Peter's regime is, he doesn't have him overcooked going in. You know what I mean? He does really improve after a round or two in stakes. Like, as he said, it's a competition, you know? That's exactly it, and um, you know a lot of people were saying after he won on on Saturday night that the uh, trial that he gave him over five seven five that they thought that was a fantastic thing to do, and and it could have proved maybe a decisive move. But uh, in terms of Saturday night, obviously great to um, have a runner in such a big race and to get the job done, and you know bounce back after the Irish Ground Derby defeat it must have been very satisfying for all connected. It, 
It was, and to give you a follow up for that, after, after that derby, I thought maybe we would have went into the another 600 stake. There was in Shelburne, and Peter said, No, he needs a break. He says, You know, you have to get a bit of hard racing there for a few weeks, and we give him a break, and we lay out night of stars. We go for a week, we're calling it that time, the Winter Festival is the same thing. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to have three or four runners in my time in that, and um, that was the plan. And then I was of the opinion, I'll be honest with you, he needed a race under his belt. Peter says, No, we don't need to. He said, We. Um, and his trials were f- phenomenal, to be honest with you. Like, he went up on his first sprint, and he only was after getting a sprint in Waterford, which did in 1860, like, you know, which mixed with the best of sprinters. And then on a, on a night when all oh, a good few good dogs didn't overly try well, he did 28, was a 43, I think. So then we debated the week of his next trial. We're going to give him a 550. And then I said, Peter, we're going 575. But both of us debated it. I said, out of 575 boxes is what we'll do. And actually, we were very happy with the trial. I know a few of the... I view the pundits read into it a bit different, but the reason being, he he would have been relatively hard work that week. But his two splits, his he split up was it was um the, uh, was was very good, and to the third, and he obviously tired a little bit coming home. But we're grand, we're on top of that, like you know, we're happy enough. We we ca- we call it ourselves basically a thirty-one ten run or so, you know. What was it like to win on Saturday night, um, Willie? Fabulous, and uh, there, was, there was an old there was an old shout and 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 a build up of stuff that I didn't get to use. Probably a month previous, six weeks previous, uh, it, it came out like, you know. <laughs> that, that. It's fabulous. No, it's great to be there. It's great to be part of that, that, that top end racing, and, and there's no shame. The one beauty of that is, even if you get beat, beat at that level, there's no shame in it. You know, you're running with the best. And there's some there's some great dogs around there, and there's even a few bitches that I, I'd be keeping my eye on to possibly get a, get a pop out sometime or whatever. You know, the, um, there's a great uh, quality of dog around at present, you know. Yeah, there sure is, and I suppose in terms of all about Tate, um, I'm sure he'll be aimed at. You know, he's still a relatively very young dog. You know, a lot to look forward to with him next year. Yeah, um, Peter would have the English Derby on his bucket list, and I'd love to be part of that if, he, if it can be fulfilled for him. So that's where we'll be looking, and we'll be taking a relatively easy campaign, weather permitting. He may get a run before Christmas again. Now, if the weather goes tricky, which is not great at present. No, I'll, I'll leave him up. I'm not a big fan of running dogs this time of year, and particularly good dogs because you've you've um, if 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 things against you, so you're you're better you're better off maybe leave them up. But I wouldn't mind getting another race into before Christmas if the weather was permitting, like you know. But we can't see it. We can't wait to see him back in racing action. In terms of ownership, have you anything else to look forward to at the moment, or in in terms of uh, looking ahead to next year? Yeah, I have. Um, we I, we're working on on. I bred them then and went back to actually my own dog all about you, and we've four dogs and there's four bitches there we're working on at present. Uh, there's a few, there's a few nuggets on it. Yeah, they look, they look nice. Reason I went back, I suppose you might say, two tinted glass for my own dog, but I went back because he was Kinlap Ray. I was going back to trap the Kinlap Ray outline. Really, there, they look nice. They're the dogs are all. They're only gone down to Peter a couple of weeks now. I, I had them reared here, like you know. And um, I have a nice dog there. I think going to come up there. Uh, I always buy a pup off of Shane O'Gorman out of Perlina. I have a nice Sydney dog tried last week. He looks to be a nice bit of a dog, you know. And I have a few other pups around as well. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff, Willie. Um, I suppose, like so many of our guests, um, are really a passionate uh, man, and I'm sure you're thinking about greyhounds and greyhound racing every day of the week. Listen, they're my, as I said, they're, they're, my, they're my golf. I don't do anything else as such. I'm involved in GA and stuff, all right. But uh, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're definitely and they're a big part of my life. And listen, it's for any lad. I started off with very, very ordinary stuff. I've worked along and worked along to build it up and just keep looking around yourself, see how you, can you improve yourself, keep seeking you buy better stuff and, you know, buy them well, rear them well, feed them well and then hope for the best after that. And 
it has worked that policy has worked for me you know I think that's fantastic um, advice uh, for, for anyone I suppose within the game or within the sport or anyone getting into the sport because um, there there is um, loads of, of new people um, getting involved in the sport and uh, which is always great to see and I suppose so many young trainers and young owners doing well around the country as well yeah, yeah, you know, and, and and keeping to it. There's lots of knockbacks. Like I mean, say, I remember Tony Fahey Senior sent to me one night after winning the first dog, the first all about dog I had, all about me. We had to win the good stake in in Hal's uh, Crosses at the time. You know, he says enjoy the high. There's plenty of lows. You know, so you have to be and you have to be built in that mindset for it. Like you know what I mean? You, you take the knocks and go again. And there's lots of knocks in the in the game. But um, you know, persevere and keep looking around and I never go anywhere. But I, and I've been forced enough into a lot of kennels and whatever. See. Jesus, that's a good idea. Can I do something better? Can I improve myself? Like you know, and if you do that, it'll happen. And I, I, I've been on a very fortunate run for the last ten or ten or twelve years, or whatever. No doubt, there'll be a few knockbacks as well, and you have to take them. Like you know, that's exactly it, uh, Willie. I think that's about it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up? No, no. Listen, thanks very much. I think we're doing very, very, very well in the sport. I just um, there's been big transition over the over the number of years, and I, I'd be hoping and. I, I'm delighted, and I was very proactive. I'm, I'm, I'm and was very proactive in the welfare side of things, and I hope that that keeps some people keep attention to that because that's going to be imperative going through for anyone in ownership or whatever to keep that that part of it right because we don't want that coming back haunting us, or we don't want to be giving fodder to our our uh, people that are undesirable, should I say, or people that don't love us so much. You know, uh, that's 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 very very important, and I hope um, our board and and that keep. keep uh, the same energies and up the energies even on that front you know without a doubt uh, very well put Willie look it was uh, fantastic uh, speaking to you on, on the podcast we were delighted um, all about Ted um, got the job done on, on Saturday night uh, great to see especially after reaching the Irish Greyhound Derby decider we're wishing yourself um, continued success in the world of the sport um, enjoy Christmas and um, no doubt uh, we'll, we'll catch up again next year well indeed, listen, thanks very much and, and, and happy Christmas to everybody around. And listen, well done to yourself and, and, and all, all your compadres as well for like promoting the sport and pushing the sport and the likes of this and anything and, and that can be done uh, on, on a positive nature. Fair play to being proactive in it. And thanks very much. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.